Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. It is the 18th of February, Saturday morning at 9.53 a.m. And Canada's government has met the threshold uh, to invoke the Federal Emergency Act. Thank you for joining me. morning ladies and gentlemen hope everybody had a good week it is now officially the weekend and here across ontario and um yeah it is a long weekend it is the family day family long weekend family day long weekend which is monday will be family day And that for those who get that day off, which I will have that day off on Monday. So I get a long weekend uh, this weekend. So, yeah, anyways, uh, good to be back out here again. Now, um, I guess we've been waiting um, for a while now um, to, I guess, to find out. You know whether or not the federal government um, had reasonable grounds to invoke the federal emergency act thank you for joining me this morning little technicality you know going on this morning you know the laptop decided that it wanted to do an update and um, if I had just gone on with the show at that point in time, the show would not have went on because then the laptop would have went into update mode. <clears throat> so anyways, that's why I'm out here a little bit later. So a little bit of backgrounder on on what this uh, what the Kennedy Emergency Act is, what's is what's was called a war act um, when it was first um, set up by the federal government. Now, this emergency act replaces the war act and it, it became law in 1988. It is a federal law that can be used by the federal government in the event of a national emergency. And the act contains a specific definition of national emergency that makes clear how serious a situation needs to be before the act can be relied upon. A national emergency is an urgent, temporary, and critical situation that seriously endangers the health and safety of Canadians or that seriously threatens the ability of the the government of Canada 
to preserve the sovereignty, security, and territory integrity of Canada. And it must be a situation that cannot be effectively dealt with by the provinces or territories or by any other law of Canada, meaning law enforcement. There are four types of emergencies that can be declared under the Emergency Act. A public welfare emergency, a public order emergency, an international emergency, or a war emergency. So under this particular emergency, when the Emergency Act was invoked, it was under a public order emergency where the provincial government, law enforcement agencies had lost control of a public order. Meaning, when the public is out of control and they have, they've used their resources or didn't use enough resources, and then the federal government would have to step in. Now, the Emergency Act can be invoked to grant temporary, additional, and necessary powers to the federal government when provincial, territorial, and federal tools are no longer sufficient to deal effectively with the serious issue being faced, such as the blockades and the lawlessness in Ottawa, the blockades in Coots, Alberta, the blockades at the Windsor-Detroit crossing, and now that Coots, Alberta was another Canadian-American crossing, Windsor, Ontario, that meets up with uh, uh, Detroit, Michigan, the international crossings, with the blockades that took place there, which then effectively did affect trade between Canada and the United States. Now, when, when, so this one particular uh, order was what we were dealing with was a public order emergency. And that's listed in one of the four that the government can enact, if necessary, the Emergencies Act. So when it is necessary dealing with a public order emergency, the federal government can issue or adopt temporary orders and regulations. Now, this commission that took place um, to, to, to do determine whether or not the use of the of the Federal Emergency Act was necessary. Over 70 witnesses, including the Prime Minister, took the stand 
at this commission inquiry. And that included the, 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 uh, the, the organizers, citizens, law enforcement, government, who were at this hearing and give their take on what was going on in particular in Ottawa, Ontario. So when, when we're dealing with a public order, the federal government can, can issue or adopt temporary orders and regulations. Now, people may think that, no, the government can't do that because we have the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And that would, you know, effectively, you know, affect that, which it, it, it would not affect your Charter of Rights and Freedoms if, in fact, there is a public emergency. Now, so what this would do is that it, it would be regulating and prohibit public assemblies. So when they invoke the Federal Emergency Act, that then would prevent other small pockets of coming up and causing another public disorder, including blockades and other lawful advocacy protests and regulating the use of Pacific property, including goods to be used to respect the blockades, designating security places where blockades are to be prohibited, borders, approaches to the borders, and other critical infrastructure. And that could be airports and, and, other, and other places like that. And directing Pacific persons to render essential services to relieve impacts on the blockades on Canada's economy and authorizing and directed uh, Pacific financial institutions to render essential services to relieve the impact of, of blockades, including by regulating or prohibiting the use of property to fund or support the blockades. Measures with respect to authorizing the Royal Canadian Mounted Police to enforce municipal and provincial laws by means of incorporation by reference. So, the Canadian Mounted Police is a federal police service. It can only operate in provincial and municipalities if ordered by the federal government. So therefore, the Ontario Provincial Police, Municipal Police would only be able to enforce any municipal or provincial laws. Now, the Emergency Act was built in protections to ensure democratic oversight and accountability with respect to the way in which the government exercises its powers under the Act. 
Now, the impact of the Emergency Act on individual rights. So when that Emergency Act is invoked, the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms continues to protect individual rights as the Government of Canada takes the necessary steps to safeguard the safety and well-being of Canadians in deciding on measures to take. Now, the government must respect the, constitu the Constitution protect protected rights and freedoms, including the rights of citizens to enter Canada and the right to life, liberty, and security of a person, as well as Canada's obligation under the international law. And the Charter allows the government to balance the rights of the individuals with the interests of society where limits or, guarantee, or guaranteed rights and freedoms could be justified in a free and democratic society. So, in this particular case, with the Emergency Act, so it gave, so, the, so for an example, those blockades had to be removed. Before the emergency was enacted, tow truck operators refused to get involved to remove vehicles. Their reasoning was they want to get their, their property damaged. They maybe, you know, potentially, you know, uh, hostilities uh, will may arise between the tow truck operators and, and the, uh, the, the protests, the protesters. So what this act, so what the emergency act does, it compels the tow truck operators to remove those blockades. With assistance and if necessary, which wasn't the military, which we did not use. It also would prevent any other, like I said, any other small pockets of, of, of blockades of popping up anywhere around the country. It would give, if necessary, and uh, for for banks um, to freeze bank accounts. It would give the Royal Canadian Mounted Police to work in all jurisdictions along with the Ontario Provincial Police and in, in the, in the uh, Municipal Police. To unilaterally work with one another to clear these blockades. Now, it's something that the government you know, um, would have to really take a hard line look 
uh, why it might be necessary. Ottawa, Ontario, Canada is the capital of Canada. That is where the federal government is. We have a provincial government, which is the premier. He is, he or she is in charge of the entire province. Ottawa, Ontario, Canada is not federal. It's provincial. Now they do have federal jurisdictions around parliament. The public roadways that run adjacent northeast, west, and south around parliament is municipality, city police, provincial is the Ontario police. I've said this from time to time again, and people can, you know, you can, you can argue this and, and whatever the case may be. Blockades are illegal. Whether you're blocking a roadway, you're blocking the international borders, you're blocking airports, or any other infrastructure, using whatever means to impede people, goods, whatever the case may be, blockades are illegal. Intimidation, harassment, any physical altercations are illegal. Now you may or may not have had seen what went on last year in, in this uh, uh, protest. Now at the beginning of it, back in, in last late January, you know, first and foremost, protest, protests is, is, it, protests are legal. It's part of our democracy. A rolling protest mean meaning vehicles or a group of people walking around with signs, whatever, is legal. A peaceful assembly is legal. Now, you might wonder why I say, okay, well, what happened? Well, plenty of things happened. Generally, what happens when we have a protest here in Canada, and, it, and, and generally... 
the protests, um, you know, for instance, in Ottawa, and and I mean, they're well known to protest in Ottawa. I mean, that's where the federal government is. Generally, protests, they're, they're, they're on, have take place on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. People will be out there all day until the evening and they'll then they'll disperse, go home, whatever, come back the next day, have their protest on the Sunday, Sunday evening and dis, disperse and the protest is done. Everybody goes on with their lives, everybody goes back to work and they just hope that the government hurt them. This particular protest now, which is involving large groups of people, large vehicles. They had their, their, their rolling protest from, from the West Coast to Ontario, which was legal. You had other small pockets of, of convoys here in Ontario, uh, Quebec, uh, they, they, they came as far as, as Nova Scotia. Smaller convoys, not as big as the one was coming from out west. As the agencies trying to gather information, um, the police services of Ottawa, you know, and, and like any protest, they're like, okay, you know, this is going to be, you know, the usual protest that we get in Ottawa at any given time. Now, prior to this, this, this um, trucker convoy, October of that year, of last year, there was a smaller convoy that came from Alberta to Ottawa, something maybe about 150 trucks. And I think it was probably, I think it was over, uh, well, Alberta is, is oil country. Um, so it probably had something to do with, with the, with the pipeline. They came from Alberta to Ontario. They had their protest over the weekend and then they went home. This was a little bit different. And, and, and by meaning a little bit different is that you had people who were, um, I guess you'd call them the far right, people from, from radical groups. Now, they had their own agenda. And even the other smaller convoys, smaller groups, they had their own agenda. They weren't coordinating with one another from, from Alberta to Ontario to Nova Scotia. 
each of these small pockets all had their own agendas. Now, one of the organizers said they, you know, they were, you know, um, under the understanding that uh, there was going to be um, a different area where they could set up. But as these smaller pockets of, of, of convoys were ascending onto Ottawa, they were allowing them to go downtown. You know, in front of in front of Parliament. Now, this convoy that was coming from out west, it was probably fifteen miles long. They were under the assumption that you know, um, they were going to be placed in, in different areas. But when they had finally four days after traveling across Canada, they were directed to the downtown all around Parliament. They're able to. They're able to set up, and then the organizers made it very clear. Now I know you know people here in, in Canada, here in Ontario. If you were watching the news feeds, they made it very clear that they were going to be there for as long as it took for all mandates to be lifted. They made that clear once they arrive. So come in the Monday morning, they weren't going to disperse. And it became very apparent that they were not leaving. Now, what other, what, what made this, which then after the weekend, starting on the Monday, going into the Tuesday, what made this very apparent that this was now going to be an occupation. is that even there there were um, organizers there that somehow they, they, they thought that they could um, have the governor general and other parties like the conservative party or the NDB party, stuff like that, form as one government and overthrow the federal government. 
doesn't work that way. It's unfortunately they don't understand how how government works. It became very apparent that the Ottawa Police Services were out of their league. You're not just dealing with people. Now you're dealing with large transport trucks. Some of the some of the truckers there purposely tampered with their vehicle in order to make it inoperable which a trucker cannot do. I'm a truck driver. We cannot tamper with that vehicle to make it inoperable. The other issue that that was arising is that the Centertown Mall, downtown Ottawa, that very first weekend, they had to close their doors. We still had mandates. Businesses could open. But they just ran back that entire mall, not following any of the mandates, and they closed down the Centertown Mall. Businesses around that area also shuttered their doors because of the intimidation and harassment that they were getting from protesters. The problem is when you have certain pockets of of protesters with their own agendas, It becomes chaotic because everybody's doing their own thing. And if these organizers, these organizers of the truckers protest, they had no control over what other protesters were doing. But neither one of them did they step up and say that intimidating and harassing and impeding other people's rights. Don't do it. They didn't step up. They tried to even other uh, like other adjacent streets to to Parliament where it was so clogged with trucks and vehicles. That it, that it made it impossible for if in an event of an emergency, that emergency crews would not be able to get into that area. And those small, those small pockets of protesters entrenched themselves and they were not going to move.
after several days, you could you you could apparently you could see that this was now an occupation because there's a difference between an occupation and a protest. An occupation means that you're staying. A protest means you come and then you go. I don't know if it was the incompetency. I don't. I don't know if if um, you know the Ottawa, the Ottawa Police Services if they could effectively deal with it. I mean, they they well they they they've dealt with hundreds of protests that takes place in Ottawa. Hundreds of protests. It became apparent that they could not effectively deal with the situation. And then you had Alberta, Coots, Alberta, at the border crossing. Where they had discovered... And the RCMP, the Royal, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, were tipped off that there, there was uh, potentially weapons amongst the protesters. And after a further investigation, They found weapons, ammunition, and body armor in the trailers of some of these trucks. That was probably around the 12th or the 13th of last February. Four of them, of of the organizers, are still in jail waiting for their trial. Who knows what was amongst the other protests, even at the Windsor-Detroit crossing. And of course, the largest gathering was in Ottawa. Of, of different groups of people. And then they said, well, they, they cleared the, the blockade up at the Windsor Detroit before the Federal Emergency Act was invoked. Why couldn't they have just done that in Ottawa when the difference was the size? Yeah, maybe... 20 trucks, 30 trucks, you know, blocking the entrance, uh, heading, heading, uh, Windsor to the ambassador bridge. 
where you had over 500 to potentially, well, five, well, over 500 trucks, never mind smaller vehicles in Ottawa. Plus the, the, the crowd side on any given day besides the weekend was about a thousand to fifteen hundred people. On the weekends it would expand over five thousand people. Probably even up to ten thousand people who would ascend on to Ottawa on weekends. So the difference is how how many vehicles and, and how much and how many people so the ottawa police services and the opp you know after after you know uh the, the province declared an emergency it's easier to have a smaller blockade A smaller blockade removed. Now, everybody's going to have. You know, everybody's going to have their opinion. You know, a while back I talked about, I, I talked about this and, um, a listener left a, uh, left a comment saying that, oh, they didn't see any, any problems, you know, um, with the protest in Ottawa. I'm thinking, well, you know, when you, when you, when you have people defacing property, when you have people jumping up and down on the tomb of the unknown soldier, people defacing the Terry Fox statue, people defecating on the war memorial, intimidate, intimidation, harassment, The noise complaints of the trucks blaring their horns. We do have noise bylaws, by the way. The blaring their air, air horns all day and all night. The big tents, the bouncy castles, and the hot tubs. How is that a protest? Stages for entertainment. It became a three ring circus. We had paramedics being harassed and intimidated. The citizens 
of Ottawa being intimidated and harassed. Because we do all have, have the right to peace. At worst, the citizens were not given that right to peace. People were unable to go to work in the downtown core. Businesses were unable to open. You're impeding on other people's rights. which is illegal. The other problems that they had faced around there was the gasoline, the propane, and the diesel. In the downtown core, and staged at other areas. The protester organizers organizers somehow uh, were able to uh, pay for an entire tanker of diesel. GoFundMe's. Well, I mean, GoFundMe, anyways. I mean, they uh, they shut down all that money coming in. One of the organizers, Tamara Lynch, she was able to have a million dollars deposited into her bank account. And she was expecting another million dollars. That's when GoFundMe shut it all down. And it became very apparent at that time that this became an unlawful demonstration. Now money's raised for for this for this truckers uh, convoy protest, Karen Carnival, whatever you want to call it. Was to help truckers, you know, with with uh, accommodations, food. You know, having they, I mean, they raised just with GoFund, uh, uh, the GoFundMe, it was, it was over $10 million. And once that was, once GoFundMe stopped that, they went to 
um, give Sen Gold. I think they raised another $10 million. Bitcoin. And if you, if you believe that they were going to use this money to support truckers and stuff like that, a million, a million dollars or $10 million, or whatever like that, that's a shitload of money. And these people were part of, of, of this far right movement, these radicals. But that this money would only be able to give them and, and get them more resources for their cause or whatever, whatever their cause might be. Now, several of the of the organizers are up on several different charges. All that money, you know, in, in that one particular uh, bank account, you know, was was seized. There's something like there's something like just a little over $5 million in escrow. That means the courts are holding on to. There is uh, a class action lawsuit of something like over uh, $300 million or something like that class action lawsuit. But the citizens, You know, it's really, you know, the other thing here, though, too, you know, because, you know, when the truckers were blaring their horns all day and night, it took a citizen, not a government official, a citizen to get in court injunction to stop them from blaring their horns all day and night. A citizen. But the government couldn't do that. The police services couldn't do that. The incompetency that was going on, you know, it, within the police services. It took a citizen to get a court injunction. So this final report that comes out. Whether or not the government had sufficient grounds to invoke the Federal Emergencies Act. So this commission said that the federal government met that threshold to invoke the Emergency Act. And it's, it's something like over 200 pages. 
So the commissioner uh, of this uh, of this uh, inquiry said that the federal government met the very high threshold needed to invoke the, the Emergency Act last winter, citing a failure in policing and federalism. The lawful protest descended into a lawlessness. Calling meeting a national emergency and the invocation of the Emergency Act in a drastic move. But it is it, it is not a dictatorial one. And this document sheds the new light on, on, on most of the controversial decisions ever made by the Prime Minister. And the protests were angry with the, with the government's response to the COVID-19 pandemic, including vaccine requirements. They parked large vehicles on key arteries in the capital and honked their horns and, and, and increasingly for days. Well, it's like three weeks. How's that? How is that a protest? Three weeks, 24-7. So talking about, so what the federal government gave the law enforcement, the extraordinary powers to remove and arrest protesters and gave uh, the power to freeze the finances of those connected to the protest. And temporary emergency powers also gave authorities the ability to command to commander tow trucks to remove protesters' vehicles from the streets. The province couldn't do it. The Ottawa Police Services couldn't do it. I'm for democracy. Don't get me wrong. You know, part part of democracy is, is having a protest and having a peaceful protest. That's part of democracy. An occupation is not democracy. An occupation is more than three days. This went on for three weeks. I've been seeing articles pop up um, about um, small protests. I think there there there's one there's one supposed to be in uh, in. Um, Manitoba. <clears throat> I think there was another one. Well, one was originally planned for uh, a, a gathering uh, back in Ottawa, um, which didn't take place. Uh, the one in Manitoba didn't take place. And then I read another one. It was supposed to be in Alberta somewhere. Um, um, it was, it didn't take place. Um, they had they had like 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 
small little gatherings of people um, in Ottawa celebrating our freedom, celebrating freedom. Well, though they called it a dance party too, you know, so people were dancing on Parliament Hill, you know, and they were, they were, they were celebrating, you know, that, 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 uh, that trucker's convoy as though, uh, truckers, uh, were superheroes. You know, they, the, the, the truckers, the, the, the truckers came, they, they, they had on their superhero uniform, you know, they had that, that trucker, that trucker cape, they had the trucker tights. Their trucker cap, part, part of, part of it, part of, part of their, their superhero costumes. Descending on the, on the, on the evil, as they would call it. People standing on bridges, waving their flags and cheering and children tugging on their mother's coats and saying, what's going on? What's going on? And the mother's telling me, oh, these are our superheroes. They've come to save the day. Well, they didn't accomplish anything. They didn't save the day. As people would be hoping, it's like, it's like, it's like uh, Batman. You know, come and get the Joker out of Gotham City. It's like someone shone that light up in the sky a big picture of a big picture of a transport truck on the clouds calling all truckers it's like batman sees that his symbol in the sky and he and he runs in there and he goes down to his dungeon and comes up the batmobile You know, I could just see this now, you know, with these truckers running to their closets and pulling out their super, super trucker outfits. Got the cape on, got the tights on. It's got the big emblem of a truck on there saying super trucker. 
Oh, a laugh and a half. Don't worry, folks. We'll rid of this evil in Ottawa. We're the super truckers. Well, I certainly won't be calling on them. You know, if I wanted, if I wanted to, to go see a circus, then I would see the Ringley Brothers. And if they weren't available, which they weren't at the time, then you could go to Ottawa and see that circus. The Super Trucker Circus, coming to town. Get your tickets now. We got the big tents, we got the bouncy castles, and we got the hot tubs. Can't make that up, ladies and gentlemen. If you if you you know don't know anything about that, that was actually there. They had the big tents, they had the bouncy castle, uh, bouncy castles, and they had the hot tubs. And all the entertainment that you could find. Step right up, step right up and see the bearded trucker. So, yeah, I guess it's going to be something like, um, I don't know, the, the commissioners uh, has made 56 re uh, recommendations. So, I mean, there's a... See how many recommendations they actually... Um, they follow or they want left in or they want removed or whatever the case may be <clears throat> which will take time i mean the government should i mean whether it's the the federal government or the provincial government they should not even have to go that far even even like a you know state of emergency you know because you know it's a it's a public it, it, to public out of, out of out of control, we shouldn't even have to do that. I mean, people, no, no matter what situations arise and stuff like that, there's always a, a group of people who are going to come along and they're just going to cause destruction. And we see it all over. You have the people there who are protesting. And then you have the delinquents come in 
and wreck it for everybody else. I mean, there were pros, there were protesters amongst the protesters who were there just protesting, minding their own business, just protesting. Then you had all the lawlessness, the blockades. Then the incompetency of, of all levels of government, all levels of policing. And at the end of the day, the federal government uses the the, the Federal Emergency Act to remove your sorry ass because you didn't want to do it in the first place. We had a premier that was off off in the wind. who was so dysfunctional that he couldn't even run the province properly. And who wasn't even part of the inquiry. He refused to go to the inquiry. It wasn't a court. There was no charges being laid. Nobody was on trial. It was a national inquiry that had to take place. In order to come to the conclusion whether the emergency act was necessary or not. And the premier of Ontario was off in the wind. He had a responsibility. He didn't own up to his responsibility. You know, and, and, and like the commissioner and, and other politicians and, and, and the public and stuff like that, you know, is, is ripping the premier a new ass. of his incompetency. And not just dealing with the public order, but everything else. You know, then we we have, um, you know, groups that, that, that represent you know, uh, freedom, <clears throat> you know, you know, I mean, of course they, they, they come out of the woodwork and say, you know, no, 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 this, this infringed, this infringed on, uh, on the charter rights and, and freedoms, this infringed on people's rights by invoking this, by invoking this act and, 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 and things like that. <clears throat> well, 
didn't affect my rights and freedoms. I mean, it affected the rights and freedoms to protest. Well, if it was a, if it was a lawful protest. And then the government in, in, in invokes the Emergency Act, and I can see a problem with that. But since it wasn't, or turned out to be, <coughs> started to be, it started out that way as being all legal and everything else, <clears throat> but it didn't end that way. And that's really unfortunate. Yeah, so this was the Canadian Civil Liberties Association. Uh, which had a standing during the commission, that means they were uh invited to come and, and give their versions of, of what happened <clears throat> during the, the commission hearings and it said it will proceed with its judicial review of the government's decision to invoke the act which is before the federal court I guess we'll have to wait and see. I mean, this is, you know, not binding. The federal court will weigh in on it as well. And that, so I don't see a different, I, I, me personally, I don't see a different outcome uh, of what was tabled, you know, in, in the uh, decision to invoke the emergency act to begin with. So, I mean, people can horrible your charter rights and freedoms, you know, but read it, right? The charter rights and freedoms documents are available to you and you can find them and you can look them up on the internet and you can read the charter rights and freedoms. <clears throat> And it'll tell you what is a right and what is not. So I'm going to leave it here, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank you for joining me this morning. And enjoy the rest of your weekend. Take care and be safe. Oh, by the way, this is a long weekend here in Ontario. I don't think all provinces recognize it as Family Day weekend, but here in Ontario, we do. Monday is Family Day, and for those who have that day off, enjoy it. I have that day off. 
Um, there'd be lots of activities for, for families to partake in. Um, of course, with, with the free outdoor skating, there'll be other uh, free indoor skating. All kinds of stuff going on this this um, this weekend here. Across the city and across the province of what people are going to be doing out there. So get out there and enjoy it. It's actually going to be a pretty nice day out there. It's nice and sunny right now. So a little bit on the cool side, but that'll change. It's supposed to be on the plus side later this afternoon. So get out there and enjoy. And I'm going to be back on uh, tonight uh, at 9.30 p.m. And... Um, just talk about just health in general, you know, and, and that. Um, so if you can join me at 9.30 tonight, that'd be great. If you can't, I understand. But until then, take care, enjoy your weekend, and thank you. The Trucker Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Dustin, Ontario, Canada. Take care.